0: You're listening to the MyMac.com podcast with your host, Tim Robertson.
1: Hi, thanks for downloading MyMac podcast number 247. I'm Tim Robertson, and this week, it's listener invite number two. We've got Dan Rodriguez out of Michigan. We've also got Guy Searle and David Cohen. We're going to be talking about the iPhone 3GS again, how we record podcasts, and a whole lot more. Thanks for downloading the podcast, and then enjoy And welcome to the 247th weekly episode of the MyMac.com podcast. I am your host, Tim Robertson, and this is listener invite number two. Uh, two weeks ago, we had a listener on the show, and that was simply inviting the people that listen to the show to come on the show, chat with us, have a good time. It's not a interview per se. It's, uh, it's people just like us. Last time we had Jim Felder two weeks ago, and this week we've got Dan Rodriguez. Hello, Dan. Hey, how's it going? Well, we really appreciate you joining the show. And joining us also is David Cohen. Good evening. And uh, Guy Searle. I am jealous of Dan's equipment. Yeah, you know (laughs) what, Dan? Um, Now, we've only done one of the listener invite shows. And um, Jim sounded pretty good. But, man, you really sound good. What equipment are you using? He's rocking the
2: mic.
0: Well, I've got a Zoom H4. It's a portable recorder. But I've got it hooked up directly to uh, my computer through uh, USB, and uh, you can use it as an audio interface. So I'm using the built-in mic on the Zoom, Zoom H4.
1: So then you just go into your system preferences, select that as your audio input, and then Skype sees it and kicks it over to us in this fantastic quality. Yeah. Thanks. It sounds really good. I mean, uh, it's quite impressive. Now, do you actually have to hold this, or is there, like, a stand that you can use?
0: Nope. I've got it uh, propped up. With actually uh like a box so it's it closer to my face, but you can put it's got like the screw thing on the bottom where you, where you can put a a microphone stand wow, that's really cool, so yeah, yeah I'm Is looking there...
2: at it right now it's made by Samson. How much do those
1: run? Actually,
0: it's, uh... it's pretty it's pretty cheap it's like two hundred bucks
2: Wow
1: that's not bad at all
0: no huh and like I, and like I said, you can take it with you and you can take it in the field and record uh on the go. So it's it's pretty neat. What made you buy that? Um, well, I'm kind of like a audio. Uh, I'm not an audiophile, if you say, but I'm I'm into music and stuff, and and I, you know, fiddle a little bit with music. So I've got I've got this, and I've got um, some other recording equipment and stuff, and and some software as well, all on a, on a Mac, of course. I was. And, uh,
1: yeah, go, no. Go ahead. You, you've got it on the Mac, of course. Do, when you plug it in, do you just
0: like? W- is the audio files like a AIF file, or is it uh, compressed? Oh well, okay. the The unit itself, the recorder, takes an SD card. Oh, okay. And you can, and it it can record in uh, in a wave file. It can record in an MP3. I'd probably so, go wave. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, the MP3 is not bad. And honestly I mean you're if if you're recording your voice if you're speaking that really doesn't matter. You don't have to have like the super fidelity. Right, type but of if thing. you're
1: going to take it to an outside recording for like a concert or something you If you're
3: going to pirate gonna
0: some <laughs> if you're going to you're going to pirate some music and in a concert yeah then you, you would want it on on the higher setting.
3: But this thing has phantom power and XLR jacks so if I mean it really is a pro piece of kit. We were talking last week about recording on the iPhone 3GS. Using uh, a applic- there's a built in voice recording application. I was in the 3.0 software, but really, this is kind of the next level if you want to go up to you know real professionals. This is the sort of thing that, that I would imagine, uh, or you know, reports, radio reports, and that sort of thing would use nowadays. They,
0: yeah, they use this a lot in in the media, like news reporters, like NPR. People like that. Uh, National Public Radio. In case you don't know what that is, uh, David. But yeah, it's used a lot on the field. I mean, it's and, and because it's first of all, it's it's portable. Um, it's not that much money, and you know, it's the sound is good. Quality. Good. Yeah. 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 And with the, really and with the two
2: phantom powered XOR inputs, you can you can use other even better mics
0: if you wanted to. That's right. And I haven't done that. I've only used the uh, the built-in mic that's that's in it, and it's it's a stereo yeah. mic. It right.
2: sounds like he you don't even need to hook up another mic.
1: No, it no. sounds fantastic. I'm really, really kind of jealous at this moment. I don't like you anymore, Dan. We're kicking you off the show. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you ever actually, other than, uh, I think we got you in on the 100th episode. Um, Didn't
2: you win something, Dan?
0: Oh, yeah, I I, I did win. Um, oh, my God. So it's, I, a, it's, a, it's like a Elgato. Uh, oh, TV, USB thing. Tea, yeah, honestly. I never hooked it up i got it here i got it here ebay baby Um, ebay i know i just you know it it sounded cool and the thing is i wanted it hooked up in my office and i i don't have i don't know i just never got around to it i I do have a coax in my office you know and
2: after after you spent all that money for it
1: you know i'm kind of with you there i had uh, a number of usb tv tuners for my mac actually I, i Going way back to the uh, Performa sixty five hundred or sixty three hundred, I forget now. Uh, sixty five hundred. Uh, it mm. actually had a. Uh, I actually had a built in uh, TV tuner card, oh and it God. sounds a lot better than. Well, back then, I mean, the window was you know the size of a matchbook, and I thought, "Ooh, that's fantastic." Um, but you know, even now, I, I go to MacWorld and stuff like that, and I see these being demoed, and they're in HD, and it looks fantastic. But you know, I just don't really have a need for it. Um, the last time I had hooked one up, that wasn't for a review. The only thing I did was I hooked my uh, first-generation Xbox and my PS2 into it with a little switch box, and I played games on the computer that way, and it worked great. <laughs> That's
2: um, funny. Who says there's no games on the Mac? Yeah, exactly.
1: You could, <laughs> did you know you could play PS2 games on the Mac? Um, and, and it worked fine, and it worked great for that. But you know, I'm I'm just not into watching movies or videos maybe youtube stuff like that but i i'm just not gonna sit in front of my computer for an hour to watch an episode of anything i'm just not mm-hmm. maybe hulu I maybe you guys H- well you know i liked hulu for a little while and i was starting to become a fan because it was working on my apple TV. thus i could watch buck rogers in the 21st century or whatever it was um no 23rd 25th 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 okay um 21st century yeah um and I, you know, I can actually watch that in the living room on my TV, but I, I'm not. I, I'm, there's just no desire for me to sit in front of the the computer to watch anything. I don't want to watch anything that I have to be, you know, in front of the computer for. It's just that's just not entertainment to me. Plus, I've got a 46 inch big screen. I mean, that's, that's where I want to play video games and that's where I want to watch my my movies and stuff.
0: My, my thing is, why the hell are you gonna do go through all that trouble hooking up a, a tuner to your Mac and trying to watch TV and all that stuff when you can just turn on the TV?
3: Seriously. The the only thing, I have a a tuner plugged into a Mac Mini, and the only thing it's good for, really, I find, is uh, the best thing to do is to record programs and then transcode them for your iPhone. Uh, That's that's a fairly useful thing to do. I
1: I also have something else useful, David. Uh, A lot of people still have VHS tapes out there with uh, old family recordings and stuff like that. Right. How do you get that into your Mac? Well, if you've got a... A somewhat newer digital camcorder, you can actually use that as a pass-through, hook your VCR up to the camera and from the camera to the computer, and that's how I do it. Um, but if you want a very economical way of doing that, get one of these TV tuner cards, the cheapest you could find, honestly, because it's just VHS quality anyways. You hook your VCR up to that, and then that records on your uh, your Mac that way. It's a, hmm. it's a very easy way in a very streamlined way of getting your old VHS content onto your computer especially if it's family videos don't forget that old; those old tapes are not going to last in fact i've got some that i recorded in the 80s that are already showing signs of video degradation they just don't look that good anymore and you want to get that stuff on your computer as soon as possible make digital copies of it burn it on dvd upload it somewhere whatever but get it on your computer and get it in other formats because eventually those vhs tapes are going to fail david
3: yep yeah absolutely and and even if the tapes don't fail, the players will. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. Good luck even finding a VHS player anymore. I
3: I still have a VHS player underneath my TV, but it hasn't been used in literally about three, four years. And uh, God knows what would happen if I put a tape in it.
1: I've got a very expensive... Oh, What is that thing down there? It's a uh, uh, Mitsubishi. And it was like the last of the very top-of-the-line Mitsubishi VHS players. And I bought it about four to five years ago. And uh, it's, it's really nice. I mean, it, it does a great job. But, of course, it's still VHS, so the picture quality is going to be crappy. But I just wasn't convinced that DVD was going to be such a big deal. I guess it was even longer. This was like probably 2000 or so. And uh, there's just no way I'm going to go out and buy DVDs of these movies that I already got on VHS. And, of course, um, I had a lot of stuff on VHS, not just family movies, but, you know, Hollywood stuff. And so I went out and I, I bought this VCR, and I doubt it. I doubt that it's even got a hundred hours worth of play on it. I mean, it just sits there collecting dust. I don't even know why
0: it's still in the living room. It's you actually, can't even get. You can't even give it away. That's the problem. No, and I, I, I think, think like, I spent like three hundred bucks for this thing or more. I had a. I had a brand new one in, in the box, okay, and I brought it into work. I'm thinking, okay, so, somebody's gonna want it, you know, brand new. and uh they're like they're they're looking at it like i'm like i'm holding a box full of poop it's like you know get that away from me i mean i couldn't believe it i i got my first uh dvd player back in 1999 and it was lonely back then because you go to the video store that have maybe one or two dvds and uh, it was really hard you felt like uh like okay you're kind of ahead of the game here and um it's funny because I, I tried to give that away, I think, a couple of years ago. And it was just an extra VCR that I had, and I just never used, and people did not want it. It's just amazing. DVD really took a long time. Uh, the technology's been there for a while, but it really took a long time to catch on.
1: It did. You know, I remember laser discs. I thought that was going to be the big thing. I had a Pioneer <laughs> Ram- Laserdisc player. And unfortunately, I, I live in here in uh, southwest Michigan. The closest place that sold any laser discs at all was in Coldwater, Michigan, down towards the Indiana border, and I can't tell you how many times I would drive down there to look at, you know, the the new laser discs, and there was hardly any. I mean, when I first That's- got it, I went down there; they had like five of them, like two Ozzy Osbourne video, uh, I want to say DVD, laser discs and right. stuff like that. But I remember I got the original Star Wars on laser disc, and I couldn't believe the quality. And honestly the quality of laserdisc is on par it if still not better. Holds up. Yeah, I mean, you know, it looked fantastic.
0: I I, I wouldn't go that far. I mean it was an, it was an analog signal and uh my, my father in law, he has one. Uh and he's got it stashed away in his basement and he uh he puts on Rambo every now and then and say <laughs> you know, why? Yeah. But it, it was pretty cool back then though.
1: Yeah, i I loved it, you know. I remember uh very vividly going down to Coldwater once and blowing the oil pump in a 1976 Pontiac Grand Prix. (laughs) And that was a long walk, I can tell you. Um, It it is amazing how fast it seems that technology becomes obsolete. And I know a lot of people don't, they hate buying a new computer because the old saying is, oh, as soon as you take it home, it's obsolete. And I don't really think that's true as much anymore as it used to be.
0: No, that's not true. That that that's not true. As my ever since these new processors have have come out, uh, the Intel, especially the, the Intel Core Core uh, Duo, just the Core chip technology, it seems like uh, it's slowed down because it it got to a point there where it everything just kept getting faster and faster. You buy a thing one week, then the next week, you know the pro- they double the speed on everything. So now, I think things have really slowed down where they're trying, where they're, as far as power, I don't think they're going to get necessarily more power. Now it's more about making chips e- efficient. Yeah, making uh, chips efficient, be able to handle more more processes at one time. Yeah,
1: speed isn't everything. No, no. And I think that...
3: Uh, yeah, I think everyone is really embracing this idea of multiple core. cores yeah. and also, you know, multiple processes. You know, the, uh, the new Grand Central... Um, stuff in, in Snow Leopard that Snow allows Leopard. you to use yeah, the video processor to do things and take stuff off the chips. All of that's going to make you make you able to be able to do more things at the same time rather than necessarily doing one thing very fast. Yep, I agree. I,
0: I agree. And the thing is, I, I think um, as, as the chips keep getting smaller and more energy efficient, that technology is going to carry through to mobile devices.
1: I think it already is doing that. I mean, the new iPhone 3GS... It's got a 600 megahertz chip in it. That's an that's an original Xbox in your pocket. I mean, that's what the speed of the original Xbox was 600 megahertz.
0: I mean, but can you can you imagine uh, dual processors? I mean, is is that a dual processor uh, chip that's inside?
1: No, but I don't think it really needs to be for uh, a cell phone. At least I I think so. You think so? Yeah, I think it needs to be eventually. But right now, because battery is more of an issue than pure power on a cell phone. I want my cell phone to be able to do all this stuff, but if I can only do it for an hour before I have to recharge it, that's a problem. That's a bigger issue. You're
0: you're calling it a cell phone, which is just one facet of what the device does. I think
1: that's just a misnomer on my part, but I think that that's how most people are going to view the iPhone for at
0: least a couple more years. I, I think for now you're right. But as these devices get more advanced... I think they're going to require more processing power. You and think- not just more processing power, but more multiple uh um processors within the processors, you know, more cores. So yeah, I mean, I I could see the iPhone in in the not too distant future uh, being able to handle almost go par and par with, with a laptop I, I know that sounds crazy but i no, i, I, see I, that. I
1: totally agree with you I, I, yeah. I actually i think that you're you're closer to the truth than uh most people listening to this may realize uh let me ask you david what's the battery life for your 3gs uh
3: it's probably roundabout about the same as uh as my 3g it's kind of hard to tell because the first few days I had it, I used it an awful lot. I was traveling away, and so I was, I was literally using it all the time. And you know, it, it, it virtually ran flat, um, you know, before the day was out. And I was finding I had to recharge it with a supplementary battery. Today, I was actually in a meeting, so I didn't use it anywhere near as much as, as I had the past few days. And by the end of the day, I still had 70% of the charge left. So, um, it really depends, you know. It's it hard to, to be objective about the battery life because obviously you tend to use it a lot when you first get it, and uh, that really kills the battery. So, but I, 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 you know, my impression is it's kind of it's not radically different from the three G. What Dan, do you have a iPhone?
0: I, yep, I've got a three G, um. and I gotta t- I, I gotta tell you just a, l- a little background with my iPhone because I had the original one, and I had the misfortune of dropping it in my pool. Ooh. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. I mean, yeah. tell me about it. I mean, I've got I've got new rules now. No no type of dev- devices or gadgets near any body of water. No. How About that.
2: <laughs> good so. Good rule.
1: Well, so, I, I won't say that because the where I use my iPhone the most has this rum bowl of water and that I'm usually sitting right above. So <laughs> I'll let, I'll let everyone uh,
0: deduce what that means. So go ahead. So, yeah, I, dr- I dropped it in the pool. And the thing is, I fell. I this, I, I never, I was cleaning the pool. And I never had fallen in the pool until then. And when I fell in, I'm like, oh, you know, wow, you get the shock, you know. No, that's kind of refreshing. And I'm like, oh, crap.
2: My I phone, that my phone. Fell.
0: So I jumped out of the water as quickly as I could. And uh, it, and it turned on like oh yes it turned on like yes thank you Apple like like I'm praying to God thank you Apple and then uh, next thing I know about 40 minutes later it's not turning on yeah. so I go online and I start reading some crap about putting it in rice to try to get the moisture out really? so I put the thing yeah I put I put the the iPhone in in a, in a bowl of rice you know like raw rice. And uh, it sat there all night. I'm thinking, oh, yes, I know. I can, I, I'm visualizing the, the, the moisture just coming out of the phone and, and just going to the rice, you know? And uh, no, it, it, it didn't. It, it didn't uh, resuscitate it. So what so did I have a- to do? So I'm like, what are my options? Because back then, there was no 199 iPhone. Uh, so what I did was I went to the, the Apple store and they got me a replacement. For a reduced price, because back then it was three ninety nine. I bought mine for three ninety nine. I know it's cheaper than what you paid. Tell me, yes. And I'm rubbing it, in, rubbing it in your face. I did uh,
1: pay more than that. Yes, I, I paid uh, five ninety nine for my original iPhone.
0: I know. So, um, so I I bought mine. I think it was for two sixty something. It was I think under three hundred bucks. Who gave you Somebody? the discount? Apple or Apple? Apple. This was I went to the Apple store in Ann Arbor. And, um, Been there a few times. Yeah, and, and you, yeah, that's that's right. You you have, um, so yeah, I I bought the phone, but check this out, okay? And I was happy. I'm like, okay, I'm not out four hundred bucks. I got a reduced price. I'm I'm happy. I, and I swear, two weeks later, I'm in I'm in business in Chicago. I'm traveling. I'm in Chicago. I'm scattered brain. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I was in a cab. And I had an appointment, it was running late, and I freaking realized that I left the replaced iPhone oh, in my. the cab. Oh, in no. the cab.
3: Oh,
0: no. Yeah, good luck getting that back. Oh, I yeah, immediately gone. tried calling the cab, like, hey, uh, you know, uh, can, can you try? But, yeah, right. It, it was gone. I mean, I was so so devastated. You know, one of so, the new
1: features of the the iPhone. Without, don't mean to cut you off, but you're you're oh, talking yeah, about yeah. losing your iPhone. Did you guys read that story last week about the guy uh, left it in a bar? His his brand new 3GS iPhone. He had already set it up for the the Where's My Phone on Mobile Me, and he actually used it to track down his missing iPhone. It was a bartender or somebody at the bar or later. Yeah, yeah, he
3: ended up he ended up in this slightly dodgy Puerto Rican neighborhood wandering around with a laptop trying to track it down. And he was sending messages to the phone in Spanish saying, uh, you know, we know where you are and we're coming to get my phone back. And, uh, and we tracked you right the, to
1: a bus stop.
3: The guy was just about to get on the bus and he said, oh yeah, I was going to go back to work and hand it in and then I saw yeah, getting right. all these weird messages and it was kind of scaring me. <laughs> it's was like, yeah, but I, I, it's a good ad for for uh, for how well the well the uh, service works. Really, it's a shame shame you have to have um, mobile me to make it work. I know that you know,
1: but I don't know. For a little bit of insurance, it kind of gave me another reason to to look at mobile me again. Um, I do wonder, will this work with a first generation iPod or iPhone?
0: No, it'll, it'll work
1: with the Only second the generation. GPS.
0: Yep cuz I've got I've got it hooked up on on my well here I was I was trying to tell you I it in Chicago just to finish my story not to bore you guys too much but I ended up uh getting a 3G in Chicago so that that that's where I'm at and this this was last year in October
1: yeah so you're not even or close September.
0: to... no hey, I eight... no this was in September I'm sorry I, I I can upgrade for 199 Oh can you are you going to I'm going to wait are you? Why? Yeah. Uh, I really don't have the need. It's to, summer. To, there's uh, a lot of water.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm waiting to October where
2: it's too cold and I won't yeah, that, be cleaning the pool. Then, then it'll just bounce right back up into my hand.
3: There's no. Uh, there's no point uh, upgrading until you. Yeah. Until until you lose or drop the next. Drop this one.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I do want one. Uh, my thing is, and I'm. I'm going to get one. I'm not going to kid myself. Just not right
3: now. You know,
1: I was. I, I knew I wanted the 3GS because of uh, more storage, uh, faster processor, better picture quality on pictures, and video recording. So those were the things that I knew for a fact that I wanted that my first generation iPhone didn't have. And that was enough over and above what the standard 3G had that, okay, now it's time to make the move. But even right up to the day that I went and got it, I was still a little hesitant because I kept thinking, man, you know, my original iPhone is in perfect condition. It's got one little tiny scratch-slash-blemish on one corner, and that's it. It's in perfect condition. The battery is fantastic. Um, it just works. I, I love, love the first-generation iPhone. Love it. Plus, I spent, you know, 599 for the damn thing. <laughs> um, but I was still I was there was that hesitancy for me. Why go out and buy a brand new iPhone when my current iPhone is working so well? I have to say though, now that I've done it and uh, I bought this one for one ninety nine, or I'm sorry, two ninety nine because I got the thirty two gig. Um, there, I, I'm completely satisfied. I, there is a significant difference between the first generation and the three GS that it is well worth the money to me. It's very, very fast. Last week we were talking about the coating on the screen. It really, really does make a difference. Um, And you don't even notice it until you realize you're not wiping your iPhone's face on your pants to clean the screen (laughs) so often. Um, It's just a fantastic phone. I'm really, really impressed with it.
0: I I think if if you've got the first-generation iPhone, I definitely think it's worth the the upgrade. But when you're in in between and I've got the three G it's kinda of questionable.
3: Well uh, I, I did a three G 3G to three G S upgrade and, and you know, yeah, I, I kinda of thought that before and kinda of got myself in a position where I was just gonna do it and, and I you know, I have to say I didn't look back really. I th- I think I'm very glad I made the move. I don't feel it was an incremental upgrade at all. I think there's a lot of internal stuff in the phone that doesn't really come out from just a specs comparison. And once you've got the 3GS, you think, well, you know, this is... I mean, it's definitely the best iPhone, uh, and uh, it's definitely substantially better than the 3G. So for me, it was was an upgrade worthwhile.
0: That's great. Is that what you told your wife? That's great. (laughs) (laughs)
3: That is awesome. He's got her brainwashed. If if you listen to the show enough... You know, she, she, now now she's so used to seeing different equipment come through, she doesn't even blink anymore. That's actually why
1: he participates at MyMac.com because a lot of this stuff he's telling her, "I'm getting it for free through MyMac.com," because <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got enough free stuff already that she buys that story
0: now. No, so how, 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 how about uh, how about you Guy? Do, do do you have an uh, iPhone three uh, GS?
2: Yeah, I just I just picked up uh, the the thirty two gig model uh, well, almost two weeks ago now.
0: And what do you think about it?
2: Oh, I love it. Um, I I had been waiting for a very long time, very very somewhat patiently. You know, guy, we and didn't talk last week about this because uh, you know we had no, a lot we of ran stuff. out
1: of time. And yeah. plus, we were talking about how Michael Jackson died and Farrah Fawcett, and you know, um, what have you been using your iPhone for?
2: Mostly, I mean, it, it, mostly it's just been a matter of of trying to learn how to use the built-in applications and some of the ones that I've purchased since then. Yeah, uh,
1: is is there anything that's jumped out at you that you're you're really digging right now? Like I talked about last week, um, excuse me, that new uh, Twitter slash podcasting app. Yeah, uh, Tweet, tweet Mike. Mike, that I'm really liking. And uh, since last show, i I posted some new stuff there on my Twitter and. If you guys want to follow that go to twitter.com slash my mac and you can follow my twitters and find find my um, short little audio clips up there but is, is there like anything well, that's really jumping out at you that's not yeah, apple
2: related oh that's not app related that's not um, apple,
1: no that's not yeah built I, I, in i'm
2: related i have been kind of trying out the uh, the gps functionality where i I you know, go into Google Maps and say, okay, I'm right here, and it automatically loads up the, my exact location, and I want to go to here. Put that in, it gives me turn by turn, and it doesn't, well, I, I, I should preface that. It doesn't quite give me turn by turn. What it does is it, it shows the route, and then it, it updates as I'm driving where I am on that route. Hmm. I,
0: I had to
1: use that... Um I had a client call wanting to... She had these DVDs that she made on some DVD recorder. And she wanted to get those duplicated. So I said, oh, I can do that for you. And told her how much I would charge. And I went and picked them up. And there was like, I don't know, 15 DVDs. And she had recorded them on the Sony thing. And unfortunately, <laughs> the Sony DVD recorder actually added DRM to these. Oh, yeah,
3: it Was that a mini disc? Uh,
1: no, it was a regular DVD player. But when I actually put it in my computer, it didn't show up as a DVD. It showed up as a uh, locked folder on my hard drive, and I couldn't do anything at all with it. It was just I, I couldn't do anything, and uh, I had to use oh jeez, what was it? Um, I'm looking at my uh, dock right now. I had to use HandBrake to get most oh, of the, to pull it off. To, to pull it off, it, I, there was just no other way I could do it. And uh, even that didn't let me... uh, No, I'm sorry. I had to use Mac the Ripper to make a dupe of it. But even Mac the Ripper couldn't work with some of these discs. And I had to use um, uh, Handbrake to pull the files off one by one. And then I had to recreate her DVD, which was a whole lot of fun.
3: Um, I I hate Sony.
1: Yes, I do. But going back to the iPhone, I had never been to her house before. And I had her address, but I didn't have my Garmin GPS with me because I don't take that with me unless I know for a fact I'm going to need it for something. And most of the times, you know, where I drive, I've been to 100 times. I don't need the GPS to tell me how to get there. But um, so I knew where this was. So I, I simply punched it into Google Maps, and it showed me where it was, and it showed me where I was. And I thought, wow, that's kind of cool. I can't wait till they have, you know, actual turn-by-turn. I know TomTom's coming out with an app.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I am,
1: too, because... It's going to retire my my Garmin GPS. It really will. If my yeah, it, iPhone is always with me, pff, and the screen of my iPhone is bigger than
2: my Garmin, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it just makes a lot of sense to have this there. Well, it, it's like I was saying last week. It, it's a convergence device, and as they as they and literally cram more and more functionality into it, you know, it it, it comes down to you know you are walking out the door. Oh, I don't have my iPhone. Well, then I can't leave yet.
1: Did you see that uh, AT and T actually released a turn by turn navigation software for free, at least for the application, in the iTunes Store? Did you see that story? You got to no, buy a service. Didn't. You have to buy a service, and it, what is it? Ten dollars. Uh-huh. Ten dollars a month. That's You've ridiculous. got to be kidding! Every single place that I saw that had posted this news that allowed reader feedback was just slamming AT and T for this.
2: Yeah, that's fail. Are, that's you, are you kidding fail.
1: me? Ten dollars a month. On top of everything you're already your paying for your data
2: plan and everything else, that
1: is—that's highway robbery. I'm sorry. That—that is—that smacks of outright greed, Dan.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, that's that's cell phone companies. In a nutshell, it's not just at and All of them are the same. They've got the same mentality: is try to put uh, customers in a position that they have to pay for service. You know, for for all these additional things, they they love nickel and diming. And uh, I, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say, David, they have a Navagon in the UK store for thirty
3: seven ninety nine. Yeah, I, I, for for my money, I'd wait for the TomTom app myself. Yeah, Um, (laughs) you know, I think I think. Tom, Tom are very good at, at the uh, the way the app is presented and It's not
1: uh, gonna be cheap. I think it's gonna be like ninety nine dollars. No, no
3: I and and I saw a, a hardware cradle as well. Yep. A kind of um, I suspect though. they're going to bundle it bundle it with as well. So you get you get charging, you get uh, battery, you get a uh, effectively a car kit out of that as well. Um, and and to me that makes a little bit more sense. I used I've used um, I used TomTom software on a Windows mobile smartphone a few years back uh, with a much much smaller screen. It only had about a two and a half inch screen, uh, and it was just about usable. But you really did I mean the G- having the GPS on all, all, all the time and the screen on all the time and loud voice announcements. It just kills the battery. So you really need to have the thing plugged in. So uh, I think it's more than just a software-only solution.
1: I, you know, it better work with um, my iTunes library. In other words, I'd be, I'd be able to, I, I want this to be able to play my music and then turn the volume down just like a phone call is coming in to read me, you know, turn, make the next right or make the next left or whatever, and then bring yeah. my music back up. If it doesn't do that, I think it's a fail.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, it, 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 you can't you can't cripple the other functions of the iPhone to use the GPS. Absolutely. I don't want to turn this into only a GPS
1: unit, a navigation unit while I'm driving. Because this is my MP3 player. I don't listen to the radio hardly ever in my car, and if I do, um, my kids either want to listen to the, the local pop station, which I hate or uh,
2: NPR which <laughs> they hate. Um, well, I know that a lot of the Garmin and TomTom Tom units actually have, you know, MP3 playing capability built into them, so there's probably no reason why it shouldn't work. I hope so. I mean, most I, no apps I, will allow you to listen to your music.
0: I, I think uh, honestly, I think it it's it's going to have that that feature where it it, it it turns where where it doesn't turn off the the music you know what i mean it, it, i'm sure it's gonna it's gonna work the way that you're thinking of i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, you, I really hope so because if it if it does and this is too good i'll buy it if the price that you buy the app for includes the cradle but how would they do that david how all right, when you buy this app will they just send it to the address that you register with your iphone or how do you think that's going to work
3: uh, I I don't know. I suppose they could... Um, Build it into the they app, could, I guess. They, they, no, I, what, what a, the way I, I imagine they would do it is they'll sell you the Cradle, and you'll pay whatever it is, $100, and that will give you a code that when you download the app, you can put into the app, uh, and that will unlock the oh, app. Oh, you they redeem can, the code, oh, and then it just downloads yeah. it. Yeah, you're probably
1: that's, right. That's, that would that's make the sense. way I do it.
2: Yeah, that's the do way you, I would do it as well. Yeah, you and could, you know a Garmin or a TomTom could actually make more money eventually by also selling like map upgrades and Oh, you know, they do. different <laughs> different different regions.
3: Yeah, they they do all of that if you buy typically I mean if you buy a Gar- um a Garmin or a TomTom GPS here. In the UK, you can normally get a version that just has UK-only maps, or has UK and then Europe maps. Um, and of course, you buy the wrong one, and then decide you need the Europe maps, or you you know you go to the states you need the states maps. and it's it's nearly as much again just to buy the map upgrades.
0: Do, yeah. do you guys remember? Do you guys remember the uh, when the iPhone came out, Garmin had this iPhone killer that they were supposed to come out with a phone. Garmin was supposed to come out with a phone that was going to rival the iPhone. Do you guys remember that?
1: I remember the news about that, but it never went anywhere. What the hell
0: happened to that? What happened to that? They actually saw the iPhone. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Because I've always wondered. They even showed a picture of it. What
1: what else kind of, you know, if it's got built-in navigation... um, Oh, by the way, I was thinking what you said, David, that that makes sense that you buy the Cradle and they'll give you the code to download the app. Yeah. The problem with that is if you're actually browsing or used to browsing the app store on your iphone you if they go that route that you buy the hardware then you get the software i think that kills a big part of the market i think that they have to offer that through the app store and then if you buy it through the app store maybe the app has a screen that says you know this is where to send the uh, the cradle i, I you you maybe, gotta have maybe, it in the maybe, app store
3: yeah or maybe the app is maybe the app will be available for cheaper uh, and then you can pay an extra fifty dollars or sixty dollars
1: to get the cradle. Yeah, who knows? Something. It's got to be something because it, it's got to be for sale on the App Store to click to buy. But I think as soon as people buy it and start using it without the cradle, they're going to realize real quick that this is just going to kill your battery life on a heartbeat. So, anybody else? Have you guys started using uh, video capture on your uh, on your iPhone, and what do you think?
2: Been using it for a little bit. Not doing too much with it yet, mostly because uh, you know it, it's been such a crazy two weeks that I haven't really had a whole lot of chance to to do things with it outside of of taking it to work and back. David,
3: uh, yeah, I shot I shot some video uh, of a of a, a car doing skids in a car park the other day.
1: <laughs> doing skids.
3: Yeah, it was it was uh, it was like one of these demonstration things where you could pay and and they would give you like a. Uh, you know, a, a oh, like a, a lesson, don- and- yeah, like a, you know, like it was like a five minute experience of doing donuts and that sort of thing, and uh, so I, I I shot that on the iPhone. It was pouring with rain actually, um, but I, I shot it because I knew my son would get a kick out of it, and uh, and he did, and it looked really great. You know,
1: I you know I filmed a few things, and of course I did post that that video a couple of weeks ago uh, on launch day up at mymac dot com, and uh, I the ability I. I've used it quite a bit, but what I use it for is when the kids are playing. Um, yeah. I think it was, uh, oh, it was last week sometime. It was the hottest day that we've had in West Michigan in two years. So I broke out the little kiddie pool. My, now my daughter is getting a, a full-size pool for her birthday. And uh, when I say full-size, I mean for a five-year-old. It's still a blow-up, but, you know, it's big for her. Um, so we couldn't break that out yet because it's not a birthday yet. So we broke out the little kiddie pool for Cole, who's 18 months. And uh they were playing in that they were playing in the sprinkler running around the backyard having a great time
2: and I recorded quite a bit of that on my iPhone and it just came out fantastic. I mean it and, it, it looked great. And the nice thing is half of, unless you know unless they know about it, you know, they're not going to be acting all self-conscious because they won't they don't even know you're filming. Right. And I don't know what to think about the portrait versus the landscape mode. I figured if
1: I held the phone upright in portrait mode that it would automatically make it landscape, but it doesn't. It actually records it in portrait. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. I, I I can't imagine anybody ever wanting their video shot in portrait mode. Doesn't
0: everybody want landscape? Wait a minute. Are you telling me that by default that it? it,
2: it no, 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 no. Not not by no, default. It's, it's it how depends how you're on which it. way you're holding the camera.
1: Exactly. Huh. And I, I just can't imagine ever wanting to use it in that portrait mode. It just, you know, the, your your video is basically the same size screen as your iPhone. The, the, yeah. That's what the video looks like. And it looks fine, but, you know. Until you try to
2: watch it landscape mode, then yeah. it looks really. Well, it's going to crush probably it. Some, probably some of the guys in Radius will enjoy it. I don't know. I think they should have just made it,
1: no matter which way the camera's facing, it always sh- shoots video in, in, in landscape mode. I think that's going to have to be a software update because I can't. I just can't imagine anybody liking video that way. Because even if you use it, if you post it up on YouTube, which I did, it puts black borders on the uh, two the, sides. The two yeah, sides. but hang
3: on, hang on a minute. The video it records is in 640 by 480. So Landscape or portrait. Yeah, but it, if it was six forty but it so that's not that's 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 wider one way than the other, so if it if it did what you ask it to do then the the video would look odd.
1: Oh. Oh well what do you mean on my iPhone. It's four eighty
3: by six forty, wouldn't it?
1: It is. That's what it does. Go if you go up to MyMag.com yeah. and look at those videos that I posted, you'll see what I'm talking about. It it shouldn't be that way it should automatically make it landscape no matter how I'm holding the phone.
3: It would have to process the video on the fly as it recorded it, though, wouldn't it? So what? Well, maybe, maybe you can't do that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's too much overhead.
1: And, and uh, all that RAM, I, it, it should be able to do that. <laughs> you know what? RAM.
3: Is, this is funny. <coughs> uh, literally literally uh, half a day... On the, on the Friday that the 3GS came out mm-hmm. I saw somebody on Twitter say Oh, this new copy and paste function Really gets in my way I wish you could turn it off Yeah,
1: <laughs> can't make
3: everybody happy <laughs> oh, thought, God.
1: Yeah. You know, I thought that was going to be thing a big
3: everyone's been asking for yeah. Two I, years I
1: thought that was going to be a big deal I honestly did And, I, you know, I've used it maybe twice Since I've had the iPhone It's just not a Copy mm-hmm. and paste nope. isn't something that I really use the you know, you,
3: th- you know where it comes great is, is if you if you need to uh, copy a link. That's about it. Well, yeah, but I, I I've started using that all the time now for that.
0: The thing is, I I tried using copy and paste to copy a phone number and paste it on the on the keypad thing. And you can't do that. No, I mean my 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 old trio. I could do that.
1: But usually the uh, iPhone recognizes phone numbers as text, and it will if you click it, double click a, a telephone number.
0: Right, but in this case it wasn't. It was just a series of numbers oh. uh, with no with no dashes. So it didn't. It didn't. You know, it was a seven numbers in a row.
3: And uh, my thing is,
0: to... what's that?
3: You didn't want to call them anyway. No. <laughs> Apple knows best. <laughs>
1: Now, if you guys, the people listening to this, you hear little pauses. It's probably because I just uh, nuked my mic for a second so I can cough because I've got a really bad cold right now. And it's kind of annoying when you're trying to record a podcast, but them's the breaks. Earlier in the show, we were talking about getting your old content from, let's say, a VHS, a VCR, into your Mac. Our sponsor, Otherworld Computing, actually has an Elgato video capture for eighty nine ninety nine. You can capture well, pretty much anything. If you could plug it into this... Um, it's called Elgato Video Capture. Capture analog video from any source to your Mac, iPod, and iPhone. I've it, got
2: that right here in my hand.
1: You've actually got one? Yeah. How's it work? I uh, haven't used it yet. I just picked it up uh, last week. Well, you didn't get it from Otherworld Computing Guy.
2: No, I was, I was at the Apple store. I was weak. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, that, that was
1: probably the day I called and, and your wife said you were at the Apple store.
2: Yeah it was as a matter of fact. I went there I went there and um uh what's the name of that uh, never mind. There's another computer store that's like really big and bad around here that's great.
1: Well, I, if you guys are looking for something like this, go up to Other World Computing, check out Elgato Video Capture, eighty nine ninety nine. They'll ship to you the price. same day. It is a good price, it's cheaper than you're gonna get it at a at a store.
2: Yeah, I know that for a fact.
1: <laughs> and it's you know, you just gotta get that old content. Off that old media, and get it onto your computer. Now I know a lot of people also have older um, VHS c tapes that they have with an old camcorder that they recorded or, on. And how speaking do you,
2: speaking of Sony, the eight millimeter stuff.
1: Eight millimeter. How do you get that off? Well, with this little device, you could do it. You plug that old camcorder into the Elgato Video Capture. And that's plugged into your Mac via USB. Boom! There you go. It's done. Yeah,
2: it's it's got a female, uh, the yellow video port and the red and white audio ports. Just do, it connects directly up to it. It's awesome. And
0: that, yeah, and I actually, I, I order uh, quite a bit from uh, Otherworld Computing. I actually bought um, a couple of weeks ago. My wife's got uh, a power a PowerBook G4, seventeen inch, the first generation one. And that's got a g standard wireless card built in, so um what i did was i i other world computing uh you can buy a card an uh what is it and not an express card what's the one before that um um, you know the, the p c the, yeah. the PCMCIA. yeah
3: p c m c i a
0: yeah well that that card um to upgrade it to uh, an end standard. I know they've got the USB ones, but this card is supposed to be even better as far as with, with the reception and everything. And well, that's uh, a
1: faster port,
0: so yeah. Yeah, so the thing is here's here's my thing. I called Other World Computing um and I asked them, "Hey, look, this is a situation." And they walked me through and I said, "Well, cuz I was get getting ready to buy the USB dongle." He's like, "No, just go ahead and get the card." And it it works great. So I, I'm i a big proponent of uh, other world computing.
1: They're good people. I mean, and that's pretty rare when you can actually talk to someone on the phone and they talk you out of buying something else.
0: <laughs> no,
1: this is what you need. This will work for, better for you. Um, Dan, yeah. you were asking actually before we started recording, and someone in our uh, number six UK in our Ustream chat room just reminded me of this. You were asking how we record the podcast.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, basically, and the reason I ask is I, I, I've, I've got a, co- a weekly podcast myself. Um, Give the name. What's it called? Okay, it's called Beyond Diet. Beyond Diet Podcast. So you can look it up in iTunes. Sounds like a uh, celebrity
1: we, blog. Is that what it is? It's about celebrities,
0: right? No, 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 it's not. <laughs> it's actually, The premise of the show is Tim, if you want to get fit, if you want to get in shape... Um, Why would I want to do, you, do that? Well, I am don't know. This, fat uh, and lazy. Come on. <laughs> Well, if if you change your mind okay uh there's a lot of people that do the problem is there's a lot of confusion out there so i do a weekly show along with uh, a nutritionist keith klein he's actually pretty pretty well known and he's worked with a lot of celebrities and he's worked with with different athletes professional athletes and, and normal people too but we do a weekly podcast and um we, uh, we've been doing, actually, we just recorded episode 25, so it's only been since, uh, November of last year. So, um, and that's why I was asking because it's, podcasting is, is rel- relatively new for me. And, um, I kind of look at, I've been listening to, to, to you, Tim, to you guys, I mean, for, for a number of years now. It's kind of weird being, you know, because I'm so used to listening. I'm not used to talking <laughs> back to you guys. It's kind of weird. But um so I, I just want to make sure as far I as I think w- it's kind w- of weird that you've been listening to this show for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. That is weird. But um but anyways, I I just wanted to to know as far as making sure that I'm doing things correctly or maybe the most the most efficient or the best way to do it. Uh obviously, you know, Keith well, he's and tech-
2: Based on based on your audio for for this show, it sounds like you're doing okay. You're probably doing it more correct than I am. Uh, I'll walk you through my setup,
1: and um, and I'll give you the reasons that I do this. The way I used to do it is simply record the Skype end of the conversation. In other words, right. in this case, that would be you, Guy, and David. Yeah. Uh, I would actually capture that in Audio Hijack Pro, and I would record myself at the same time in GarageBand. Then when the show was completely over, I would take the Audio Hijack um, profile.
2: Pro. Right. And I would
1: literally drop that into GarageBand, and that worked um, usually, 95 percent of the time. <laughs> but occasionally and, and I never found out why Audio Hijack Pro would kind of goof up, and it would, the audio would be off. It would be fine through 60, 70, 80, 90 percent of the show. but then towards the end, something would happen, and the audio would be five seconds off. Five, you know well, not quite that much. Usually it was like you know a, a second and a half.
2: But, but it, it, was, was, it enough. was enough. Yeah, it was enough to make it sound like it, it, it made the conversation very surreal. Mm-hmm. And hmm. I didn't always catch it in post, in post-production.
1: And we had a couple shows go live like that where people, you know, a couple days later would start sending me an email going, the end of your show is really weird. It's It's almost like you were psychic and knew what they were going to say before they were saying <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well... <clears throat> That's actually what the show's about, but, you know,
2: Um,
1: <laughs> um I-, I didn't like that, obviously, and having two separate audio files like that meant, post-production-wise,
0: it's much harder to edit. It, it is. I-, I agree. I used to do the same thing with Audio Hijack, mm-hmm. and th- there's a Sunflower plug-in or something that you use, to kind of uh, dissect Cheat that,
1: but the problem with that is you start to add third-party um, system preferences right. that can have adverse effects on other apps that you may be running. That's and true. When I tried every single time I've tried Sunflower, I've had it interfere with other stuff. M- lately, most noticeably is uh, sending files from my computer to my Apple TV. It, start, it started messing with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and another time, it wouldn't send. It wouldn't let me view pictures on my Xbox 360. Uh, Xbox, what is it called? Uh, connect 360. It's a little app that I use to, to connect 360. Yeah, to connect my Mac to my Xbox. And it was interfering with that, so I didn't really want to go with a software solution. So, I don't remember how this came up, but basically, I wanted to be able to record in GarageBand. Um, myself on one channel and then everybody else on another. And the only way that I came up with this was I actually route the audio from my headphone jack out of my computer into a splitter. One splitter goes to my headphone so I can actually hear you guys. Mm -hmm. But I'm only hearing the left channel because this is not a stereo splitter. It's mono. The other side of the split is going into my mobile pre-USB. And what that does, that goes into channel 2, as a um, um, headphone jack, not the mini one, the the big one, so I have to convert it up. That allows whatever the computer is is sounding like. In other words, any sound on my computer, for instance, anybody listening to this podcast right now, you guys won't hear this, they just heard the sound of me turning up and down the volume. So any sound that my Mac makes is now going into the mobile pre-USB on channel 2. I'm on channel 1. I go back out from the mobile pre via USB into the Macintosh. And in GarageBand on channel 1, I'm recording myself in mono. And in channel 2, I'm recording channel 2 on the mobile pre USB, which is you guys. So, GarageBand is recording me on one channel and you guys on the other. And when I output it, it makes it stereo. So, it's you know, otherwise you'd only hear me in left channel and, and you guys in the right channel, and that would sound really odd. Um, Mm -hmm. It works great that way. It it allows me to set your volume live, so if you guys are a little bit too loud or a little bit too soft, I can actually adjust it. Uh, It would also allow me to play music over the top of you guys right now. It it would record it, but you wouldn't hear it. Um, I found this to be the simplest solution, because really, it, it only cost me, I already had the mobile pre, it only cost me a Y jack. Um, one problem that I came up with, though, was when Chad Perry occasionally will come over here and do um, the podcast with us. Still, my ex co-host. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do the MyMac podcast very often, but he comes over and does geekiest show ever occasionally with us. Well, the problem is I've already split the audio going into the mobile pre and my headphones. How, how does he? How's he going to listen? So then I, I had to go and buy another splitter and split my headphone jack again to twice so we can have two headphone jacks on so it gets a little cord messy but i think that you know for me not being able to, or not having to edit and post is a huge deal yeah you know it it, just, it cut my editing time um probably by, three quarters by three quarters at least yeah i mean it used to be if we finished recording at 8 p.m eastern if i started editing right there Right then, I'm done by 9, 9.30, and I'm pretty good at editing. I've am you know, i been doing it for a long time, almost five years here. This way, with what I'm doing now, I only have to drop in the intro and the outro music, and that's mm-hmm. it. Or if we have different segments on the podcast, which we haven't actually done in a couple weeks now, um, I would play music between the different segments, and it would allow me to quickly, you know, I can see exactly where I stopped recording, drop the music in, move the audio down just a little bit, boom, we're good to go. So that's how I do it. I don't know if it's the most efficient um, or the most clever way, but it allows me to get multiple audio streams into GarageBand, my recording software preference of choice, without using third-party software, which can interfere with other stuff. It's all hardware-based, basically.
0: That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, if I tried I,
1: to I, diagram it, you'd think that will never work because you're taking the audio out and then you're putting it back in. You should get some kind of a feedback loop and everyone should die of radiation poisoning.
0: But no, no, no. It, it, wait,
1: wait it, it what? Actually worked, yeah. <laughs> it it actually, actually works.
0: You're actually um, you're kind of forcing a, a mixer type of thing. I mean, another solution would be to have a mixer and do what you're, you're doing. Well, I tried yeah. to do
1: that, but the problem yeah. is I was getting uh, feedback when I tried to do it with a mixer. Um, I have an Alesis that's a really good mixer that I couldn't use for a long time. Not so much with 10.5. Well, they actually uh, showed me the solution guy, and uh, it actually works now. But the problem is when I try to do exactly the same setup that I'm doing with the uh, mobile pre-USB, I get feedback on the audio channel of Skype. It doesn't like the fact that it's taking it out and putting it back in. And so it didn't work with with the elises mixer whereas I, it did with the Mobile Pre.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not I'm not an elises fan. If you're going to get a mixer, I'm, I'm, I if this works for you that's great. I'm not saying change a thing. But an alternative way is uh Alesis, they make okay products but I think uh Mackie makes a uh, a better mixer. I mean, so you should have a, Yeah. Yeah, Mac- Mackie's definitely uh a better company for this. Well, I think it. I'm
1: going to uh, uh, eBay this Elisa's. I mean, it's practically a brand new system. I used it for maybe 20 shows until because yeah. I got it right before Leopard came out. So when 10.5 came out, this wasn't YouTube. compatible. Yeah, and right. uh, it really ticked me off, to be honest. And hmm. so it's a practically a brand new unit. So I'm thinking about selling it. I just don't know how much it would actually go for if it's even worth selling to, at this point. Um, you can
0: sell any. You can sell anything. I can sell I'm anything.
1: Doing. I know because i can buy anything that means i can sell anything
0: <laughs> you, you, if you need a piece of toilet paper on ebay somebody will buy it i mean it's just it's ridiculous it is it's also great to have that service out there and knowing that half of them are
1: scams yeah <laughs> so guys uh, we're approaching the the one hour mark and we would like to Magic wrap the show company. by then dan we really want to thank you for coming on the show this week you were our second victim of uh, this kind of... I, I'd say it's still kind of an experiment, wouldn't you? It's yeah. kind of experimental <laughs> having other people on the show.
0: I, I think it's great.
1: I, I like the listener invite idea. And like I said last week, if anybody else out there has a better name for this other than listener invite, let me know. Simply send an email to tim at com. If someone has a better name uh, and we use it, we'll send you a free prize. I don't know The weekly that is. victim. We, the weekly victim show. Um, and we're going to be doing this so it's not every week and maybe not every two weeks, but we want to start doing this enough where uh, people can expect it. Yeah. And, and Dan, I want to send an invite out to you again. If you'd like to come back on the show sometime, let me know. Uh, we're taking invites. I mean, I'm already into August and September at this point but we'd love to have you back and chat with us again uh make this more of a a, a common occurrence rather than a special hey you're our special guest this week it, it's just <laughs> you know uh, something that we like to do um it, it gives us the opportunity to meet new people now of course we already met you dan but still yeah.
0: it, it was great to have you on the show well it was great it was great being on like i said it was weird i can actually talk instead of listen there, <laughs> you there's just a, listen you
1: know yeah and well, i forget who said that one day oh the guy that was doing the the podcaster app that he was a listener and uh we asked him a question and he didn't say anything and oh (laughs) sorry i'm so used to listening to you guys that it's weird that i can actually talk back to you you know it's kind of uh kind of fun to do uh there's somebody over in uh derby in the uk uh named neil we want to get him on the show one of these days um and I say that because he's listening right now on UStream. So it's, Neil, it's,
3: Dar- it's Darby, not Derby. Darby? Yeah. Then why is it D E R? Because it's English. God dang <laughs> English.
1: Speak, speaking. Stop of English, butchering stop. this English. Like, lang- oh wait. I, I,
0: I, I, I gotta say this before I, <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I, I get off the show. Whose language is
2: this anyway?
0: I gotta say, David Cohen. If I can, if if I. I would give my left nut if I can talk like you, man. I mean, as far as like having that that, that British accent and just—I I, got to tell you—it just sounds—it sounds so good. Dan, I'm I'm going to give you, see-
1: you a, 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 a. Most people don't know this. If you give your left nut, you'll actually sound just like him.
2: Oh, that's that's the secret. That's the secret. Most people okay. don't know that
1: about the English, and
0: I. You know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we just lost about yeah. half our audience.
0: <laughs> yeah, we well, yeah.
2: Thank you very much for that. <laughs>
0: I just wish I wish I can talk like that, but you know. So
1: that's the yeah. show this week. Uh, I have no idea what next week's show is going to be about. I I do want to remind everyone that's listening to this. We do do we do do yeah we do do, do do we do do another podcast. It's called Geekiest Show Ever. If you go up to uh, you know I don't even have a link to Geekiest Show Ever at my Mac. That's pretty sad. I need to make a little banner ad and stick it up there. But if you go to com, which is like almost never updated, but it doesn't matter because it's not a website, Uh, just follow the iTunes link and uh, subscribe to that show as well. We talk about all kinds of stuff on that show, not usually technology-related, but who knows where it can go. I mean, we did a show a couple weeks ago that was about um, pirating music and stuff like that with Owen Rubin came on the show and talked about that. We did the music show. In fact, Guy, I think that we need to get back and, and do your favorite music in a movie here right yeah
2: that's coming up it. Gotta,
1: gotta get to that because i i like to find out what your new picks are if, if you have new picks indeed
2: i have to get some
1: if you're listening to this show and you haven't reviewed us yet in itunes please do so Shame on you. there's a link in the uh show notes go to my mac podcast number 247 and click the link that says review our show show on itunes please we'd really appreciate it want to boost up the numbers and Maybe actually get featured on uh, Apple's main page for our, for podcasting. That, that would that be would nice. be kind of nice. After doing this show for five years, we've never been featured by. They haven't done us any favors other than listing us. I mean, they've never promoted our show. And yeah. it, it would be really cool if uh, if they actually did that someday. I would be. I'd probably die of a heart attack. It'd, I'd be so. <laughs> Wait, I don't want to say that Michael Jackson just died last week of a heart attack. So maybe I shouldn't joke about that. So uh, that's the show for Dan, Guy, and David Cohen. I'm Tim Robertson, and we'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for downloading and listening to the MyMac.com podcast.